Chris, the Carters are pregnant. Beyonce and Jay-Z having another uh, couple of babies. Apparently, she's expecting twins. I just thought I'd pass that on. I'm so excited about wanna... that news, Kelly. <laughs> I knew you would be. <laughs> I knew you would be. And um, here's what else is going on in the world. Uh, Trump supporters, you hear about this? They are planning on boycotting Starbucks because on Sunday, Starbucks CEO Howard Schultz announced that his company will be hiring 10,000 refugees at Starbucks locations all around the globe, including the U.S. I, I found that a little disingenuous. He's going to announce that on Sunday just to sort of hijack the news of the uh, travel ban by saying, hey, by the way, we're going to hire some refugees. Look how nice we are. I'm not, I'm not going to boycott them because of it, but I feel like it's a little bit of a publicity stunt. You know what? You could be right. You're very cynical, Chris Creston. I'm very cynical. I was just looking at the Trump supporters who were tweeting out some nasty tweets like, even if 1% are radicalized, that's 100 terrorist baristas. Enjoy your exploding coffee at Starbucks. I'll go to Dunkin'. Yeah, you do that. Okay. Uh, I don't want ter- a terrorist making my coffee. Hashtag boycott Starbucks. And now they will hire people who don't belong here when America, American high school and college students need a part-time job. Hashtag boycott Starbucks. You know what? I'm betting all that those uh, baristas in Starbucks right now are just breathing a sigh of relief that... Dunkin' Donuts is going to get all the doofuses. I think that uh, Starbucks only uh, hires people with neck tattoos anyway now and, like, big spacer earrings. Yeah, you know what, though? I have noticed, uh, and I don't go into Starbucks very often, I have noticed there, I don't know if they've done a little bit of uh, training, but I notice the baristas don't look like they're uh, looking down upon the customers the same way they did at one time. Mm -hmm. By the way, roll up the rims back. Oh, yeah, that's right. I can't wait. I I once went on a huge winning streak. I'm still riding high on the fact I went all February one month, one year, uh, 2007, I believe. Uh, Wow, you're holding on to that. That was 10 years ago. I went coffee to coffee, like a whole string of coffees. Come on. Yeah, no. I'll, so you I, only paid for one coffee. I only paid for one coffee all month, and I kept winning free coffees. And it was at the at the Tim Hortons at in the food court at Seneca at York University. If you want a strategy for winning donuts, just go on and eat eat cleaning eat clean diet, and then the universe will provide you with donut, donut, donut. Is there a? I always feel bad about handing in the roll up the rim because I have to admit it. I'm not buying a piece of plastic that goes on my keychain to roll up the rim. So I do it with my teeth. Yes. And I think about the hygiene, the poor hygiene there, and then passing that on to someone that has to pick it up. And to my knowledge, not a lot of them wear gloves. That's true. So it's like, I, I, if that was me, I would get one of, you know those little nets that you fish your goldfish out of its bowl to clean the bowl out with? I mean, I'd get one of those, and I would just, you got to roll up the rim here. Put it in the net. Put it in there. And like an old-fashioned uh, toll collector in. there. You're right. I wouldn't even read it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you. Just walk. Uh, Don't make me touch it. You say you want a double-double grande. Here you go, goodly sir, and we're moving on. Uh, John Stewart was on the Colbert Show last night, and um, he was hilarious. He came out wearing, you know those stoles that used to terrify kids that, like, you probably are too young for this, but like great grandparents were wearing it, great grandmothers. It had the whole the weasel's head on it and the the feet, the arms and legs and the tail. And basically, I believe you'd clip it on via the mouth and then you'd wear this dead animal wrapped around you. It, it sounds was sexy. Very fashionable. <laughs> John Stewart has revived that look. He came out yesterday on the Colbert show with that wrapped around his head. And he was wearing an absurdly long necktie, like past his knees. Uh, here's his explanation for that. I thought this is how men dress now. I thought this is, 
The president sets men's fashion, and uh, this is, I saw the inauguration, super long tie, uh, dead animal on head. Boom. People were going ape when they heard him come out. Uh, they were screaming for, you know, uh, minutes at a time, and uh, finally he got to the real reason why he was there. He has Trump's executive orders, because Trump has, uh, uh, what is it, in 10 days he has uh, signed off on 20 executive orders. Here Today. are the next three. You ready? Here's number one. Executive order number one, by the authority. By the authority vested in me by the Constitution, I, Donald J. Jonah Jameson Trump, hereby direct that to secure our border, China, China, shall immediately and without hesitation send us their wall. Done. Boom. Boom. Done. Boom. Done. He added the Mexicans, of course, would then be charged for that Great Wall of China, which would now be the Mexican Wall. Uh, here is executive order number two. I, Donald J. Lincoln Kennedy Trump III, <laughs> do pronounce America now finally has an official language. And I assume that's English. No. The new official language of the United States is bull****. Trump have instructed my staff to speak only in bull <laughs> And by the way, none of that, sure, I'll speak bull at work, but at home I'm going to use facts and real information. No. Bull all the time. Immersion, it's the only way to be fluent. Very funny. There's another executive order. We'll get to it next hour. But if you cannot wait, you can Google it. Uh, or maybe we'll, we'll tweet it out. Uh, it, it was a very funny Just segment. Just wait. Just okay. Just wait for it. Just hold on. Why would you Google? Why would you? Why would you work? You know what? Just keep, continue being lazy. We'll provide for you. Actually, if I could help you drive your car right now, I would. Service I provide. Um, in fifty meters, turn right. Uh, relax, everyone. Please don't listen to that voice. Your fun, your fun and tonic is safe. Chris, I know we have an official drink on the show. I think we might be the only radio show in Toronto, nay, in Canada, maybe in North America with our own drink. I'll say the world. Maybe the world, maybe globally. It's the Fun and Tonic, which is our pet name for the gin and tonic. There's been some uh, concern uh, over the fact that there are dwindling supplies of juniper, and juniper berries are uh, quintessential to making your gin and tonic. Um UK's National Tree Seed Project has actually been working to safeguard our drink of the show. They have been uh, basically protecting native juniper trees by um, getting berries, collecting them, and they're they're storing them, tree seeds, in uh, in a big vault, minus 20 degrees uh, Celsius, in the underground vaults of the seed bank at Wakehurst in Sussex. It's very fancy. And I uh, appreciate that they're doing this. Do you know why it's under threat, Chris? I think you're going to tell me. It's not from us overindulging, by the way. It's a deadly tree fungus. It's been killing juniper trees across the uh, the UK in recent years. I know that we are growing juniper trees here and that there are some local gin companies as well, right? Like the gin smash people, they came mm -hmm. in and they, they do their own as well. But you know what? I just, uh, I don't feel com comfortable uh, if if the UK runs out, because then they might look at our supply as well. You think they're going to come over? They're going to send an army of beef eaters over here to take all our gin. I'm just saying.
I'm happy that they're safeguarding our gin. Anyhow, uh, hopefully you can, you know, sleep comfortably tonight with that little piece of information at your fingertips.